It's Tuesday, February 13th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. On January 19th of this year, Lifeline had the privilege of hosting a storytelling event in partnership with Ark Stories in Birmingham, Alabama. And if you want to know more about Ark Stories, visit their website at arcstories.com. The night featured seven storytellers recounting stories of healing and hope. And one of our storytellers was our very own Josh Caldwell. Josh and his wife Stacy are heavily invested in Lifeline's ministry in Uganda. Their firstborn son was adopted from Uganda, and Josh continues to partner heavily with Lifeline's unadopted ministry in Uganda. So listen now, and storyteller Josh Caldwell shares more about unadopted in Uganda. Now our next storyteller actually helps accomplish some of this work at Lifeline. He's a husband and father of two sons, as well as an international director of Lifeline Children's Services. Please welcome Josh Caldwell. The red and dusty dirt roads of Uganda. They are very similar to many of the dirt roads all over East Africa. Six and a half years ago, my amazing wife and I landed in Uganda. We landed in Uganda and walked down those dirt roads. We held this three-year-old, scared, quiet, small, if you know him now, that is not the case, little boy. We held him in our arms as we walked down those dirt roads. The sights, the sounds, and the smells. The sights of Boda Boda drivers, which is a motorcycle taxi in Uganda that drove down the road with stacks of chicken boxes on the back of them. I even saw a Boda Boda one time that had a sofa on the back. I'm not kidding, a sofa. I don't know how in the world they stayed upright, but they did, driving down the road. And it was a little wobbly, but driving down the road with a sofa on the back. The sounds that we heard as we walked down the road of children laughing as, and taxis as they would fly down the road and the taxi driver would stick his head out the window and yell at people to jump in his taxi um, so that he could have another fare. The smells. As you walk down those dirt roads and you see a, a boiling pot of oil with fried chicken and potatoes. And my favorite, uh, a griddle with an egg on it, and you, it's called a Rolex. Not the watch, but the breakfast food. And it, you can probably tell that I love this food. It's like a, a Ugandan breakfast burrito. So it's like a big tortilla um, with an egg rolled up in it. They cut it in half, and they hand it to you. As we walked down these roads with our son in our arms, it was about getting to know his culture. It was about getting to know the people and fallen deeply, deeply in love with this country. We were in Uganda through the adoption process. Um, We were there about 90 days in our adoption process. We were waiting on a judge to sign a piece of paper. And we fell in love during that time. But today I wanna tell you about two other people that had great impact in our life from Uganda. 
In 2012, I had the opportunity to, t to lead an unadopted trip. That is the orphan care arm of Lifeline Children's Services, where we go and we um, care for orphans outside of adoption in international context. And so I was able to lead one of these trips in 2012, and we were going to go visit several partners. And one of the partners that we wanted to visit was Pastor Raphael Kajubi, which is in Busega, Uganda. Busega is a, a, a suburb of Kampala, the capital city. And Pastor Raphael pastors a church called King Jesus Church, and he just had a, had a heart for this community. Pastor Raphael is a dear friend, and he's one of these men that, um, that I admire, and, and he just amazes me every time we get to talk. He uh, had just had a, a pure heart and just said, I want to go pour my life into a community. So he moved him and his wife, and at that time they had three girls, and today they have four. They moved to this community of Busega to pour their life into this community with the gospel. And they saw that there was a need. There was a need for help with children that were vulnerable. Uh, not necessarily through adoption, but how do you care for orphan children or vulnerable children, like it says in James 1.27, holistically. He saw that these children that needed to be cared for were children that were deaf. He saw that they had no language. They couldn't communicate with their friends. He couldn't communicate with their families. He saw that they were in despair and sadness. And he said, I'm going to be involved with them. And I'm going to do what I can to share the gospel with them. So in partnership with Lifeline, he began the Busega Community School for the Deaf. And so on this trip in 2012 that I was able to lead, we were walking alongside the school to see the school move from a dirt floor with one chalkboard on the wall with a few pieces of chalk and one teacher to a permanent location where they could have multiple classrooms and lots of teachers and, and people that could pour. They have a computer lab and a library. On this trip, we were able to see that. But I met two girls on that trip that have impacted my life, Angelina and Pearl. Angelina was deaf when she was born. She lived her life without being able to talk, without being able to communicate because she didn't have a language with the people, just using simple gestures to get around. And in this community, the children that were deaf, the people that were deaf were considered fools. And many times they were treated like animals. Angelina was left at her home many days alone when her family would go to town. Some boys in the community, young men, most likely in the community, got wise of this and took advantage of her. And Angelina became pregnant. And she gave birth to a beautiful young girl named Pearl. Pearl was born blind. Angelina, a deaf 14 or 15 year old young mother, has given birth to a blind baby. You can imagine the difficulty that this family would face in their life, but the church, King Jesus Church, surrounded them and said, we are gonna do something about this. And so we saw Angelina as one of the first students at this school, and, and Pearl was not old enough to go to school, but she was able to go with Angelina to school. They had a crib in the room that she laid in and went to sleep as Angelina would learn English and math and science and history. But most importantly, she was taught the Bible every day through this school. And so then I began to lead more mission trips to this area through Unadopted over about a two and a half year period. And if you know anything about me, I really want things to go really well. 
I don't like it when things kind of fall apart. So on these trips, I was always focused on taking care of the people that were on the trip. So making sure that the team members had all the food that they needed, making sure they were comfortable, making sure that they had all their projects taken care of. They were ready to speak. They were ready to share. They were ready with their VBS or their sermon that they were going to teach. And I got so focused on task at hand, I think I lost sight of what was happening right in front of me with these friends. You see, Angelina and Pearl started to grow up. Over that two and a half years, I saw them change. And I remember about, about a year and a half ago, I was at this church and I was preaching on Sunday. And I was getting all the things ready on the trip. And so I, I didn't really study for my sermon as much as I should have. I had my Bible and the church was going on. If you know anything about church in Africa, it went on from, you know, from eight to like two. And, and so I had plenty of time to get ready, but, but I did have to preach and I had to preach twice. Um, so I was, I was going through my Bible and I was taking some notes. And I was reading over some things. Worship was going on. I'd walk to the back of the room. I'd walk back to my seat. Um, and then I heard an announcement that the children from the, from the school for the deaf were going to get up and they were going to give a presentation. They got up and they did Jesus Loves Me in sign language. It was just the cutest thing ever. It was amazing. I grabbed my phone. I started taking a video. I was just so touched. But I put my phone down. I got my Bible back out and I started to read. And as I looked up out of my glasses, I could see an image of somebody I recognized in front of me. And I looked up and it was Angelina. The worship team had come back up and the worship leader is very enthusiastic and very energetic was just leading this song with all that he had and there was loud music. And I looked up and Angelina is dancing. She is standing up there with the worship team and she's got her hands in the air. She is just dancing. If you know anything about me, I, I was not dancing. Angelina was dancing and she was beautiful. That despair on her face, the sadness that I saw when I first met her at the beginning of the school was gone. She was bright. Her smile was so big in her eyes and she was just, she was just worshiping the Lord. The music was so loud. She could hear the, feel the vibrations that helped her know the worship that was going on. And you know, when someone is so happy, I knew she was full of joy. But it was more than that, too. She was so happy. She was excited. Her eyes were big. Her mouth was open. And she was just like, she was the happiest I've ever seen somebody. I'm going to go back to Pearl for a second. When I first met Pearl, you imagine she is, she's really young. She's confused. She can hear things, but she can't communicate with her mom very well. She's learning tactical signs to, to sign in her mom's hand. And, and they're they're trying to do this. So I, I would, I would, I loved to, to hold her. So I'd pick her up and she would cry. And so I'd hand her back to Angelina. She would come back and I would pick her up again and she would cry again. You know, this scary man that she didn't know. Time after time of going there, her, her tears got less and less. And I remember one time I walked down the hall of this school and I announced that I was there in the way that I, that I do. So I was like, your uncle Josh is here. And my sign name at the school is this. I think I may be the only person that had a goatee that they've ever seen. So my sign name was this. And so I would say, Uncle Josh is here. Uncle Josh is here. And I would wave. The only person that could hear me was Pearl. Pearl's head immediately turned around. 
and looked at me. She walked up to me and she put her arms around my knees and she hugged my knees. And something I will never forget is she took a big breath and smelled me. She, <laughs> as big as she could. And you gotta remember, I'm, I'm a big guy. Africa's a little hot. I probably was looking nice because I wanted to be respectful, but I probably didn't smell too good. But, and, but, but Pearl smelled of me because I was familiar to her. How did these two young ladies impact me? They impacted me because Angelina could not hear me. She could not communicate with me, but she knew that I cared for her. She knew that I loved her. Pearl has never seen me. She never will see me, but she's heard my voice and she knows my smell. She knows that I care and love her. And this is a picture of what they taught me about my father in heaven. That how often in my life do I not hear him talk to me? How often do I even pretend he is not talking to me? And how often are things happening right in front of my eyes, right in front of my face, and I don't see them? But I know every single day that he is with me, that he loves me, and that he cares for me. Those dirt roads of Uganda, they are very special to me. They are very special because there's a boy in our home, 20 minutes down this road, that has a family. Those dirt roads in Uganda are special to me because of two girls, Angelina and Pearl, that have shown me the love that my father has for me each and every day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.